evil dad is very mad that the lady next to his wife's shop is doing well and doesn't understand why she doesn't just use evil vulture magic to take care of it. Right. And they talk about voodoo curses like they're the PTA. She's yeah. like, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to curse that lady with the vultures of horror. And he's like, yeah, do what you want to do. And it's like, well, I just wanted to talk about it. And I wanted to know how you felt. Well, I feel fine. All right, fine. Good. I will curse her with the vultures of horror. <laughs> Awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we like it when it hurts a little. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you, Noah. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Confused. Very confused. I don't, I don't know what I saw. I think I saw Nigerian families home movies. What did you guys watch? Well, I don't know. Tell us, Heath. What did we watch? Okay. We watched Vultures of Horror, which is a movie about some Nigerian people who probably have names and their, uh, their demonic bird cult. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say here. I I think we were all a little bit confused by this. Um, just a quick thing before we start, though. I'm looking ahead, and Eli's got a lot of notes about how Idris Elba played like 15 different roles in this. And, <laughs> yeah. But Noah's notes look a lot different. I'm kind of on the he, fence. I just want to establish our starting he d- point. He did like an Eddie Murphy thing. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, right. That's what I assumed. Got it. Okay. And Eli, how bad was this movie? This is... The worst made movie we've watched. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is worse than International Gorilla J. Worse than Miracle it's Man. Worse than Miracle Man. It is maybe the craziest thing that anyone's ever put on film on purpose <laughs> that I've ever seen. It's certainly that for me. You've seen some really fucked up videos if this didn't automatically make yeah. the top of your list. When I log into Tor, it just autofills all the all the things in, so like I understand most people haven't seen what I've seen, but that is very different than what I saw this Ooh. week. <laughs> Holy shit. Remind me, who who recommended this one to us? It was on Twitter, wasn't it? This was at ResOKC. Okay. R-E-Z Sanders. All right, all right. At Res OKC, we should never not be teabagging you, dude. Honestly, yeah. this was the greatest. It was the three of us, we could work in shift. In fact, if you're listening, just put your earbuds on your balls and I will hum. Yeah. Because so, you have earned it, sir. There are six of these. This is so great. I am so fucking happy. I know now that whenever I am in the doldrums of depression, if I have a death in the family or something like that, I'll, I'll be like, guys, I think we need to bust out another episode of Vultures of Horror. Vultures of Horror 3, guys. Come on. Noah's had a rough week. I need it. Oh, this was so funny. At the risk of ruining my marriage less than a year from our 20th anniversary, I'm going to go ahead and say it. This movie is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I mean, look, if Lucinda can't support you in something this wonderful, you know, maybe the relationship just wasn't meant to work. <laughs> there is no element of filmmaking that didn't earn a note in here. So, like, I, I got acting, I got writing, directing, camera work, lighting, props, wardrobe, set decoration, special effects, music, editing. But, of course, one out of every three notes I have is on the audio. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my holy fuck at the audio. If you watch these movies along with us, the best thing I could ever do for you as a human being is tell you do not watch this movie with headphones. <laughs> I ripped my headphones out of the ear going, ow, fuck, ow, ow, like ten times during the course of this movie because they're like, it turns into like, I will go and you're like, oh, fuck, what are they saying? You turn it up and then the next sentence, it's like, and you're just like, oh, I still can't understand. It's a fucking nightmare you could literally deep throat a fucking microphone and get less interference and in clipping i i think this is what they played for people at abu Ghraib. <laughs> <laughs> i know they say it was rock music or white noise but i think you'd get answers a lot quicker with this <laughs> all right well clearly we've got a lot to discuss today so we're going to pause for a quick break and when we come back we'll break down the craziest thing to pass for entertainment since the reign of commodus vultures of horror so Heath, I think one of the hardest things for us is going to be trying to convey on this week's show how impossible for listening this movie really is. Yeah, I mean, characters don't really get introduced or anything. We have- Script also particularly inside has moments wherein it's largest of camouflage. <laughs> Why, hello there. I'm the king. So Heath... I think one of the hardest things for us is going to be trying to convey on this week's show how impossible for listening this movie is. Get off of movies! Get off of movies! And we're back for the breakdown, and I'm just going to go ahead and spill the beans right here. The logo is the last time this movie will ever be sane. Will it? Will it? Because it's very clearly... Look, there's a commercial on Facebook right now that for Fiverr that's like, I'll give you a shiny logo, and that's exactly what this is. Someone went on Fiverr from this company and was like, shine up our logo, because this is exactly what it is. So it it starts... The least crazy it will be is this, but it starts terrifyingly crazy well even the logo even when the logo is coming into focus there are bizarre cuts like within the logo you're cutting to the last two letters and then you suddenly cut to the first two letters for no fucking reason so yeah and uh the very very first note i've got on my uh shit here is uh, i'm 46 seconds in and it's already crazy and 33 seconds of those were logo (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i wrote the preview for this movie is the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> we get it. We start the movie with a preview for the movie that we're about to watch. It's kind of like a, like a meta Kurt Cameron thing. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. And, but this one succeeds. And the preview for this movie consists of cartoon skeletons, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. effects fire, mm-hmm. a yep. fire breathing eagle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're vultures. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Another oh, right, right. vulture with lasers. With lasers. <laughs> <laughs> And that is it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it really and isn't. I, <laughs> I, so, gotta point this out. My, my first handful of notes on this movie are skeleton rolling around in a puddle. Yep. Woman with a flaming skull face. Yep, yep. And it's just like a total normal situation. She's like in the office making copies, flaming skull face. <laughs> also, exploding skeleton in a bed. Yes. And of course, the fire breathing vultures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we're That's getting- how they start. <laughs> yeah. You get all of that in the first minute. And I, I gotta say, 
the one good thing about this scene, I could beat off to that VO guy reading a menu. Oh, holy yeah. <laughs> shit! What a sexy African voice we start on. He basically he starts off going like, um, "We live in turbulent times today." I should try not to do the voices because there's just no way it's not going to be horribly no racist. No non-racist <laughs> way to talk about the way the people in this movie talk. No, there's no way for three white guys who do a podcast about this movie not to be racist because you can't at some point we're gonna have to address the fact that i spent 90 percent of this movie going what is the first language of nigeria <laughs> it's english is, it's is english. nigerian a language I, I feel like if i google i'm bad i should know <laughs> i and then they say their money at one point and i swear their money's called like a ghana dollar or like it sounded like just monopoly money like they're just like oh i only made three dollar dollars today there's so many moments throughout this where I was just deeply conflicted being like, what if I went insane and now I'm like just watching Donald Trump too many times and now this is what I hear when black people talk. Oh, God. Like, my character has taken over. <laughs> oh. Now, so amidst this VO, we learn that we're living in turbulent times today and that we're going to learn the story today of evil witch men. No one in this movie will ever get a name. No, right? no. Was there ever a character that had it? Okay, so I'm going with Evil Witch Man for the bald guy. Does anyone else have any name that they'd like to? Uh, Pedro Serrano, Major League. <laughs> <laughs> that guy? Yes, that's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah. Oh, God, I love this so much. Um, all right, so we, we finish up our crazy preview, and then we cut to... Okay, I want to give you a quick idea of the camera work we're going to get here. First shot, we see two balloons in a close-up, and then we start to back away, and then we stop, and then the director says, no, no, no more. And then we back up a little bit more, and then we stop again, and the director says, like, no, all the way, all the way. <laughs> so finally, we back all the way <laughs> off of these balloons. Yeah, and so then we get, I would say, a solid four minutes of people just walking through the shot very purposefully not looking at the camera, which I can only assume the people walking through the shot thought was magic. <laughs> they walk through the shot, and then finally a child goes up. And by the way, these balloons are the saddest looking. They are not nice. They're on the ground. They don't have strings on them. They're obviously just filled with air. They're partially deflated. Like, the guy who does all the special effects for Christian movies flew all the way to Africa to inflate these balloons. They're like, Brian, do you want to inflate these all the way? Fuck you! All right. So they're just two saggy, sad balloons in the corner. But for some reason, this child is just drawn to them. He reaches down and touch them, and then we get a boink noise, and he shrinks, yes. and everyone runs away. Yes, and that's exactly what we're... And I want to just point out again that before that happens, while we're looking at that people infinitely running through the... walking through the scene shot, the shot cuts to itself and fucks that up. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, 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 we're cutting from what we're watching to what we're watching from the same place, but they still somehow fuck that up. We spend forever watching the people walk all the way through the frame. So long. And then they cut back to the same shot and they move the camera. Slight. <laughs> yes. Such a waste. Fucking hilarious. So yeah, kid touches a balloon and he shrinks and all the other kids run away. Um, and then a magical grown up appears picks up a rock, and Nightcrawler's away again. Yeah. This character's going to come back later because he is one of the bad guy, witch doctor, guy from Wild Things or Major League 
He's one of his sons, so I've called him in my notes Starvin' Marvin, because he just looks like grown-up Starvin' Marvin. Okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. He looks like one of the greys made it with Beyonce, and that's basically (laughs) got that perfectly pyramid-shaped face. So, by the way, did he just trap the kid in a rock? Is that what's going on here? I think so, Because I think this might be the first Christian movie to finally make a Ghostbusters trap work correctly. (laughs) Put it on his face or anything. It's good. They suck them into it. Yeah. Like, like it really works. So that's how we start this movie. We watch for 11 minutes. We watch people walk by a still camera and eventually a little kid disappears. And then we cut to Washington, D.C. Productions, which is an awesome name for a Nigerian film studio. Right. And these credits look like they're for a softcore porn that takes place in hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My music note is, just push the same button again. Yeah, my music note here is, computers don't understand music, or do they? Because it's literally, for the entire credits, which again are just like, they look like the opening credits of Lucifer on the CW. It's just, boop, 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 boop. I was like, oh man, they fucking left the sound check in. That's weird. I wrote, just... Blow on it through your shirt and then reset with an extra cartridge on top. <laughs> Start over. It's like eight bit MacGyver it. music. <laughs> Just skipping and skipping and skip. Oh my God. But the music gets a lot better. Oh yes, boy, doesn't it? Um, and then we cut to evil witch man from before and he's walking with a group of his disciples to do an elaborate chicken disappear. Okay. Now, I just, this is just a pet peeve of mine. Like, I'm a juggler. When I see in movies, I see more and more often that they CGI in the person juggling. Mm. So when I saw this, I wanted to ask you, Eli, how hard would it be to teach that guy to properly disappear a chicken without CGI? That guy how to disappear a chicken? (laughs) Physically impossible. (laughs) A normal person, very easy. Did he not, did he not disappear the chicken? I thought he, it seemed, (laughs) looks pretty legit. It was pretty solid. It was pretty solid. So wait, he comes out, he's got a, he's got a Halloween adventure pumpkin full of CGI fire. <laughs> yes. Which he just hands to a lady. He's just like, here, hold my fire real hold quick. She's like, oh yeah, I got it. <laughs> then he takes out what is very clearly a real chicken. Oh yes. Uh-huh. A very clearly real dead chicken. Points the chicken to the left. Points the chicken at the camera, breaking the fourth wall. The worst breaking of the fourth wall in the history of cinema. Just like, you want some chicken? Literally, I was like, no thanks. I was watching it and I was just like, no man, I'm good. He then just like waves the chicken. There's a laser noise like, pew, and the chicken vanishes. It is... Listen, I don't know about you guys, but when I got my first, when my family got the first video camera, I made like special effects movies where everyone held still and then one person ran away and then <laughs> right. you pressed play again and you were like, woo, the magic of theater. That I, nine year old Eli had something to teach the people who made this movie. <laughs> Well, I can say that nine-year-old Noah could have taught him a little something about how to work that keyboard. Uh, my music note was, what happens if you just hold down the ambience key? <laughs> Look, Ma, I got a Casio. <laughs> By the way, after they disappear the chicken, my note was, uh, I made a prediction, actually. There's going to be a field of chickens, hats, and orphan kids at the end somewhere. <laughs> like in the prestige. I them. love it. It's going to be awesome. And and also, and again, you know, it, it, they are speaking English, but it's like a pigeon form of English that's, you know, whatever. It, it, it's not exactly the English that we're used to. And I'm catching about nine out of ten words. So it seems like you understand what he's saying. But then you're like, wait, did he just tell God he needed a bath? I don't think he did. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe I'm overestimating how much I'm here and here. The only words I got from this scene is three mysterious servants. That's what I got. 
I got three mysterious servants, and then people bowed to the Halloween adventure, jack-o'-lantern filled with CGI, and it was over. <laughs> well, also, I love at the very end, they have to like, um, so, uh, so apparently these guys are like, you know, whatever, uh, worshiping the vultures of horror. And at the end, the, the, the main witch guy says, you know, may the gods of the sacred vultures and the vulture of horror be praised. And then everybody has to say that in unison, but it's too long and they're all forgetting it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a whole bunch of like, and let them <laughs> be praised. Fine. Keep going. It's fine. Peas Go. and carrots. Peas and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> and because we hadn't been completely insane in seconds on end at this point, we cut to the witch dude again now except except he's holding his own head in his hand and there's a spout of fake ass looking fire shooting out of his hollow neck. Fucking crazy. He looks like he was just the victim of a fatality in Mortal Kombat and nobody's told him yet. Again, no man, Scorpion got you. Like, Hold Tis but a scratch. <laughs> Might as well be standing in front of those plywood photo op things with the face holes. <laughs> right. right it would look Lights more on fire. realistic if they had done that because then later the smoke wouldn't going be going behind the head. So. <laughs> yeah. And the CGI request here was clearly, um, you know how our necks are made of sirloin steak? <laughs> so if you cut, if you cut them right, it'll look like you're looking down on a grill. And <laughs> I love to, as bad as this is that during this scene, they actually give you a close up of the flaming neck hole. They want you to know. <laughs> They did all the work there. Yeah, so. I wrote in my notes. I'm just really glad they didn't cut someone's head off <laughs> right. for this movie. <laughs> and by the way, if you're wondering why his head is cut off and if we're ever going to find out, no, we are not. Nope. That's just a thing that happens in this scene. That's just a, we never talk about it again. Nope. It's just, yeah, exactly. No it's, one it's, even it's, acknowledges it's, it in the scene. No one's like, oh my fucking God, your head's off. <laughs> no. They're just like, uh, what's up, Steve? It's one of the more reasonable things that happens in this scene, actually, <laughs> as it turns out. True that. So yeah, so apparently they're there appeasing the vulture spirit. This is essentially the same scene we got last time only with the head holding. Um, and, and so they have to make a human sacrifice to the vultures. So Starvin Marvin Sr., uh, waves his magic wand and the little kid from before appears. The kid that got the balloons. From the, tr the Ghostbusters trap. Th that's the yeah. kid. And then he turns into a cartoon skeleton, <laughs> which then turns into ash, which then jumps into their little laundry basket. And it was fucking <laughs> spectacular. Yes. And at this point, I had in my notes, our review is just going to be the things that happen in this movie. Uh, yeah, isn't it? Really? <laughs> this is the lowest budget thing I've ever seen. And I've seen free things. <laughs> right. I've seen free. Somehow this is a lower budget than like a forest, which I believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. So now they've created a human sacrifice. So. The floating skull of death can appear, and I swear I felt like I should click on this goddamn thing. Yeah, it's the skeleton head from Heroes of Might. I was like, ooh, I have a, I have a push notification. <laughs> and it just spins 360 degrees through the entire rest of the scene. And it basically instructs them, from this moment, this is what I heard. From this moment onwards, you are to perpetuate all evil on humanity, all manner of atrocities without... 
the word is mercy, but they say messy. Yeah. And I spent about 25 minutes going, without messy? Like, they have to do it clean? Like, like okay, guys, but wash off after yourselves, all right? The <laughs> soccer play player? forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so the skull tells them that they need to murder people once a month to appease the vultures and perpetrate all evil on humanity and all ma- manner of atrocity. And then it... I noticed that we all have this on our notes too. At the end, he said, "It shall be gravious." Yeah, gravious. <laughs> well, wait. Before we get to that, he says, uh, "All manner of atrocities without messy." Then he goes, "Also, this is a spinning skull god." Goes, "Oh, also, make sure you do it on Saturday." Finally, like he's like conducting a meeting. Like he, right. I wanted him to ask <laughs> if there was any new business. <laughs> Also, the spinning skull guy, this is the only time in the movie that somebody's head turning doesn't completely fuck up the audio. (laughs) You actually hear him. You hear him reasonably the whole time. Oh, shit. In this scene, too, the audio just like cuts out and then cuts back in. Everybody else is like Doppler effect. People just driving by. (laughs) And then we cut to a family morninging. Um, it's just, you know, the, the scene that ev- we've met every Christian family in every Christian movie with, actually. They always, we always meet them at breakfast. Uh, dad's wardrobe apparently was provided by aluminum foil. <laughs> Insane. He is wearing a, Eddie Murphy from Raw would have been like, tone it down, man. <laughs> it is the craziest. And he never not, doesn't wear a crazy outfit in this movie, by the way. No, no. no. I, I also want to point out that during this scene, there are more credits and what seems to be a phone number on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Was that so I could call and tell him how bad he fucked up the lighting or something? <laughs> hey, dude, she's completely in shadow. Yeah, shadows all over her face. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. Despite a silver suit to to cast a lot of light. Dad looks like, he looks like he just got back from his long program for the Nigerian figure skating tryouts. Ridiculous. So yeah, so we've got this, uh, the credits going, we've got the family getting all family ready and everything, and then we cut to dad at the office, and honestly, this is, it's so difficult to keep track of who's who in this movie, because every time you see them, they're wearing something different. Yeah, he's he's wearing a black suit now at the office, yeah. which means he wears a silver suit to drive to work, just <laughs> to drive. He That's switches out of the silver suit. suit. Yeah, shows up in a rocket ship. Oh. I, I have no fucking ideas. Of course, and once we get to the office, my music note is '80s softcore. Um, that's basically my new music note from, from here on out. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Well, it, with one major and phenomenal oh, exception. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> this doesn't stop the credits from rolling where people are listed as sound man and light man. Uh huh. Yeah. And then there's light man number two. <laughs> you, there, if you are wondering why the sound and light for this movie is so incredibly fucking terrible, it's probably because they didn't hire a sound engineer or a lighting <laughs> engineer. They just hired a sound man and a light man. And I don't know if you noticed this, Eli, but those two people were the same guy. Oh, that's the most really? beautiful. It was, it was the same name, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I wrote my notes. I'll never be able to think about anything else. Sound man. (laughs) Also, okay, so now here's the scene where, okay, 
This is so bizarre because nothing about this scene ever comes back. Like every other scene in this movie, nothing about this scene will ever come back. But we've got dad at work and it's just supposed to be, you know, the guy is at work. But we end up with this long him chewing his secretary out scene and then this so long. boring. And then Ray comes in and they talk about a government project. Again, none of this matters to the movie. Or we just will ever come back. No, we just need to spend seven and a half minutes with them clearly reading their lines off of the papers that they're holding. Yes. And this is, this is porn actors would have been like, oh no, we need another take for the level of acting this is. There's a lot of like, so you are, um, my secretary and, um, (laughs) it's important that, um, and I'm like, guys, second take. How much film did they, there was just one VHS camera that was handed around Nigeria this week and this was your guys' week? <laughs> there were no second yeah. takes. Ed Wood would have gone through this movie and said, "Okay, guys, we got to read. No, we got to read this one." They got the one gigabyte plan, and they were not going over <laughs> on their data. Yeah, and I'm writing down notes too. This is so stupid. I'm writing down notes, going like, "Okay, so apparently they've got a government contract, and Ray is the one whose job it is. Oh, and the secretary. None of this fucking <laughs> matters." But I'm writing it down fur- furiously, like, "Okay, I'm going to need to know this shit." Ray might be the only guy with a name, actually. Oh, good call. One of, the, one of the few. Yeah, and we only see him in this. And he scene. does not matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we cut to that lady from earlier, uh, the, the mom lady helping kids with the homework. She's in a different outfit too now than the last time we saw her, so. Oh, I, I could listen to this dumb lady whisper math words for days. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad you could listen to that for hours, cause indeed we do. Because <laughs> yes. in movies made for people, by people, people go, all right, Timmy, let me help you. Subtract that and add that. Thanks, Mom. And then the action of the scene takes place. We get, I would say, and this is just my estimate, 875 hours of her going, no denominator, no mot times two, carry it, no up to the... I was just like, she's just doing their homework for them. We're just watching someone do... That your children's yes. homework. We're going to go through the whole ditto. No, I actually wrote down one of her lines here. She says, you add this to this, you subtract this to this, <laughs> you take the bigger number, and you add it to the denominator. What Under no circumstances would you, would you add doing? a number to the denominator. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You would never... Whatever. I still, I'm still loving this mom, though. Just keep talking. It's great. <laughs> oh, my God. She had all... The ass. And then oh, it, her and the, um, I guess she was supposed to be their maid or whatever. The two of them together had mm. all of the ass that you would ever need in the world. Okay, so yeah. So mom's saying math words. And then she has to go to the daughter and say other words, too. Uh, anyway, my note in the, um, all my notes on this scene are, oh my God, do they live in a food court? There is so much <laughs> background noise in this fucking thing. You hear people shouting. You hear trains arriving. Just, there is no, I, I, I to the term shut the gate, the gate is wide open. The <laughs> gate, just everything that happened in Nigeria, we heard. It's like the fucking hell, Hubble telescope of sound focused on the country of Nigeria. And that's what we got for this fucking cone of silence and you can hear full conversations of people in the background throughout this film some guys just like hey are they shooting a movie yeah yeah, they're shooting a movie oh should we be talking yeah no it's fine they're going to edit this out later no we're not what you're not no we're not 
<laughs> yeah, so we spent about 50 minutes on the uh, homework, and then Dad shows up, and now he's wearing a different suit. So he has a different driving home suit. Yeah. yeah. And he, he enters the room from behind a curtain. He's the Wizard of Oz revealing himself. It makes no sense. Right. Well, he reveals himself, and the children actors don't remember. They're supposed to run to him, and you see the other actors be like, go to the You, you do remember, the thing. he's supposed to be your dad. And so they're like, oh, daddy, daddy, welcome home. Well, it's the worst performances <laughs> ever. I miss David R. White. Oh, my God. Boy, nothing makes you appreciate Revelation Road like watching this after it, right? I, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, we really, we really undersold how good that dink was from the hammer. I mean, that, the sound editing in that movie was phenomenal. It matched up with when the hammer touched the ground and more or less. Yes. By the way, the the credits are still going here for some reason. Uh And there's literally a credit for continuity. Followed by one of the worst cuts I've ever seen in a movie. Like, the maid comes in and she's like, okay, um, I made dinner. I'll be in the, the dining room. And then we cut to her walking away from a different angle. And she clearly says, okay, I'll be in the dining yes. room. But they muted it. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, also, when they when the, when the uh, credit for the cameraman comes up, it's, well, the camera's being sneezed from mom to the son and back or whatever. And I'm like, it's the, not the time you want your name signed to this yeah. shit. Also, we're 25% of the, through the movie and the credits are still going. What the fuck? Yeah, I have no idea what order the credits in this movie in. And if you're wondering, are there still credits at the end? Yes, there are. Oh, yeah, and quite a few. Um, I've got quite a few notes on those as well. So now we cut to this... We cut to it, and I don't even want to say there's no point to this scene because there's no point to any of the scenes. Yeah, he comes home. The kids are like, did you bring us chocolate? And he's like, I sure did. And the mom's like, no chocolate for them. And then they're like, great, scene's over. Something happened. Humans moved. <laughs> A moving picture was created, and that's all the people who this movie is meant for are going to need. I guess. So now we get their um, they're getting ready for bed scene, the mom and the dad, and from one of the, we have three angles that we're going to shoot this. We got the mom angle, the, the dad angle, and the wide shot. And when we go to the wide shot, there is clearly a vibrator on sitting right <laughs> yeah. next to the goddamn microphone. Yeah. yeah. That's either a dick phone or just a dick. One, <laughs> one, yeah. one of those two things. Yes. <laughs> either way, I want to know why. Okay. So in the in the in the bedroom talk they're having is why him and his brother don't get along. Right. So they're married and they have two children. One of which is about like twelve. Yes. Right. And she's like, "Hey, you know what? We've been married for at least twelve years. I assume. How come you and your brother are not quote the best of friends? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> First time this has come up, I guess. Right. Yes. And he turns to her and super casually is like. Oh, yeah, I meant to mention this. My father was a worshiper of the vultures of horror. The deadly vultures of horror. That's actually his life. And my brother also worships the deadly vultures of horror. And And I didn't go into the family business, so there's some tension there. Well, and he throws this out the way that I would say, like, well, you know, my brother's a big Bill O'Reilly guy, so <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. he, he worships the vultures of horror, sacrifices children once a month, you know. And, and her reaction is ridiculous, too. She's like, oh, did you just say your brother murders a person once a month for his <laughs> cult? Um, okay, well, first reaction, um, I think disapprove. I think disapprove. 
I'm going to sleep on it, but I'm mildly upset by this. <laughs> we will discuss this in the morning, though. We will discuss this. Well, because, yeah, okay, so he says, you know, they, they worship the vultures of horror, and she goes, so what does it entail to worship the vultures? And he goes, well, they uh, sacrifice human beings. Well, they have to parking. perpetuate evil acts against people. <laughs> Instead of going no, out Masi. to make something of themselves, they worship the vulture gods. Well, and also he throws this line out, and I think this is important to at least spend a second on this. Like, that's why they've remained so poor, because they've decided to worship the vulture gods instead of going out and getting a job. That's actually a really big problem in Nigerian Christianity. The whole um, prosperity gospels made its way over there. Uh, yeah. You know, poor people are of the devil. There's an awful lot of that, and that kind of comes back back again and again in this movie right and just to point out to make a special point of it in america prosperity gospel is terrible because they fool little old ladies into you know oh give us seed money and it'll grow and you know they, mm-hmm. but, but because it's like went through the google translate and then got google translated back into english over in nigeria they don't do the give us money and you'll be rich it's if people are poor it's because they're probably devil worshippers. Oh, right right <laughs> so exactly sometimes people kill other people just for being poor. They're like, hey, that guy's poor. He probably worships in vultures. Let's get the fuck out of him. Yeah. Great to know that we're reinforcing that with a movie that's being set to the Let's Learn to Fold Pizza Boxes music from the video at Domino's. <laughs> my, my music note here was, when you improvise, don't touch the black keys or it sounds wrong. <laughs> fuck it up. And we're talking about... Human sacrifice. I just learned C major. Also, like she outshouts the microphone at one point, and I enjoyed the clipping so much because it drowned out the si- sound of the vibrator for a minute. Yeah, I was quite happy. I'm like, hey, you know what? I know how you do that with a microphone. I know how that accidentally happens. <laughs> Ah, that's Eli's audio. <laughs> How did he get into this? Oh, uh, and also, I just want to point out: there's a moment. So he's like, "Yeah, he he." Oh, by the way, he talks about how they they sacrifice human beings. They have to perpetuate evil acts, and he goes, "But the worst part is he won't accept any help I give him." Like, oh yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, the worst part that. is he just won't take that check I keep trying to send him. <laughs> Well, and then she's like, well, you know, don't you go running around with no human sacrificer then. And he ends the scene by saying, basically, don't worry, honey. I know way more Satan magic than he could ever hope to know. So I, I can I can I can take care of myself with my Satan magic. Are we going to get a Satan magic fight? We sure aren't. We <laughs> no. sure aren't. No, this this character is just going to disappear from the movie at a certain point and never show up again. But not before we get the boy does he really love his wife scene, which begins with him feeding her orange juice, which <laughs> is the weird lying in bed like drink your drink your like playfully like forcing her to drink orange juice, <laughs> which I have never heard of and could not imagine until I saw it. Right. There's that crazy angle. I, I just wrote, please tell me she chokes on the juice and spits it everywhere. Well, right. Because that happens to me on every single first date I've ever had. <laughs> I drink some of the water. I aspirate it. I get up. I choke. It's it's ridiculous. It's happened like eight times. Has to get well, time licked. And my, my first note here is like, where is this in time? 
Right? I mean, it's the same people in different outfits. Okay, is this the next day? Is that like, yeah, okay. And and of course, I'm I'm going after the little stuff. There's so much big stuff. I don't know why I should be going after that. After all, they live in a goddamn bus station. They do. In the back, you can hear trucks backing up. Those same two people are like, wait, is this a different scene in the movie or is this the same scene? No, this is much later. When... I don't know. When is this scene supposed to be? Shh, you guys, again, we will not cut any of this out. I promise you. Why are there three kids a- now when earlier there were only two? Shh. Right. Also, by the way, the last three scenes, we're getting a lot of his wife here. It's almost entirely POV blowjob porn. If you just looked around, <laughs> and you're about to see a dick, but it isn't there yet. It's just this lady with big eyes. She seems to be... Staring at what I can only assume is a beautiful African penis just off the screen. It's amazing. <laughs> and, well, yeah, okay, so <laughs> oh, there's also a great moment here with the camera work where they're about to make out or whatever, and she's like, oh, but the kids are here, and the camera starts to back or, like, starts to pan over to the kids in the background, but then they start moving out of frame, and the camera, like, hurriedly goes to find them again. <laughs> well, wait, the kids are in the – we see them doing this lovey-dovey, very inappropriate, touchy, romantic moment scene. It pans out, and I was like, holy fuck, their kids are there. And then she turns to him and is like – when when he's obviously – just gonna fuck her face like there on camera she's like the kids are here and i'm like oh now the kids are here he was just waterboarding you with orange juice but apparently actual penetration is you stop just short also one other thing on this scene can we talk about the bar they have stocked in this room oh it's amazing fantastic they have this is the this is the first row this is what you can see they have jaeger bailey's campari hennessy Di Sirono Amaretto and a bottle of Dom Perignon. There you go. What the fuck kind of cocktails are you making with, with those bottles? That's crazy. Also, I love to at the end of this scene, like he goes to carry her into the bedroom or whatever, but he clearly underestimated that actress's weight. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> he almost spills her, but he doesn't. Oh, it's because this is the most realistic thing about this movie, which is the <laughs> I'll carry you to the bedroom or I'll carry. And you're just like, fuck it. Oh, God. what was I thinking? My back. Oh, I'm never going to be okay. <laughs> Sit down and walk. Now you got to be on top the whole time. You happy? You happy? You watch? Movie. We're doing it here. You choke me with the juice now. And, <laughs> and now we get him leaving, or they're leaving together, but this isn't, they're not leaving that last scene because they're all in different outfits again. So we get just some time in the future or something. <laughs> Those two people are leaving their house. Yeah. Why was that scene? Hey, why was the other fucking scenes? Right. And my so. music note here is Link later provided music for a hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, all right, so they're both in the car together in yet different outfits, and we'll get to the outfits when he gets out of the car, but oh my (laughs) fucking God. Um, But this is where we meet Lemur. Lemur. His name is Lemur. The fat starving man. I have to not be racist, and a black character in this movie is named Lemur. I just want to point out, all right, if everyone's going to praise the Pope for not explicitly raping a child immediately. (laughs) I have a character named Lemur and I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Well done, sir. Well done. Now, apparently Lemur has heard so much about how, how good, good guy, 
who doesn't have a name is. <laughs> so he's come to help to get help from good guy because his family hasn't eaten since last night. But it's right. it's yeah. this like, morning. So my family started starving earlier this morning. <laughs> I know I'm still fat. That's why I'm still fat. But I will. We will all be very skinny in like you couldn't a find us multiple times in this movie. He says we haven't eaten since last night. He is very much not starving. No, and I'm thinking, you can't find a skinny guy in Nigeria? This is like one of the least skinny characters in this movie, for fuck's sake. And then this is also probably the greatest single moment of the movie. I had the- this too. I know exactly what you're about to say. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. Go ahead, go ahead. So he's supposed to roll down the window, but the actor accidentally rolls up the window a little, and then he's like, oh, fuck, 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 and then he rolls it back down again. And they're just like, keep it. It's yep. Like, keep rolling. Keep rolling. I just wanted to like throw a jar of Grey Poupon and speed away. <laughs> Put the guy in the face. Oh, shit. So he gets- some birds, you poor fuck. <laughs> some fucking mustard. <laughs> shit. So, yeah. So after he fights with his fucking, uh, which one unlocks the door, which one rolls down the window, shit, he gets out of the car. And this is where we learn that he's wearing lime green golfing <laughs> tracksuit attire. This shit looked more ridiculous than the spinning skull. Yeah. And then, and then he, he screams to his, um, whatever, his, his maid or whatever, and the microphone was clearly not expecting that. No, but oh I think he improvised God. that, cause I feel like the actress was like in her trailer or whatever they had, right. like sitting in a chair, and she was like, fuck, oh, what did you want from me right now? <laughs> I thought I wasn't in this scene. <laughs> I thought different. And by the way, I've adjusted the volume Eight times now, uh, in both directions. At again, times. do eight not different watch this with headphones. <laughs> uh, music note for this moment, by the way: we have Harvest Moon here in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so good guy orders his maid to give Lemur something to eat, and then Lemur bows down to sock him off, and he's like, "No, no, not here, not here, not now, not now." And Maybe we are fifty percent of the way through the movie, <laughs> and nothing uh-huh. has happened. And then we cut to uh, we so, so we go inside and Lemur is eating cereal like it's gonna escape. And Lemur has more underboob sweat than I do right <laughs> now. And I just squeegeed like ten minutes ago. It is great. He is frantically eating. He looks like they gave him two high C packs and he's hidden them under his shirt, but they exploded. <laughs> Like he was saving him for later. It is. And I wrote in my notes, I hope the rest of this movie is just this man eating. And I then wrote in my notes, oh, I got my witch. Because it is, it is 65 minutes of me watching this man eat and hearing him chew. It's remember, I don't know if y'all remember the episode we did where we had the sound mistake and it was me doing food noises in the background because I manically eat peanuts every time Noah and Heath talk during the show. That's what the sound is for this. It's just like we watch it for several minutes. Like literally, we have like I think it's some like ninety five seconds of this man eating. He pauses, drinks some water. We get more of him eating. Food is just falling out of his (laughs) mouth. He's missing. It's just disgusting. It's the fucking, it's the experience of this scene is like getting eaten by a giant. That's all. If you've ever been eaten by a giant, you know what it's like to watch this part of the movie. 
Yeah, so the maid just keeps feeding him more and more food, and I just wrote, he can't afford to pay for all this pizza. Awesome. What's going to – who's entirely premises to porn, but nobody fucks. Yeah, Never right. anybody fucks. Right, and just then the mage comes in with all the ass in the world, and you're like, okay, I like where we're going here, but no, no. And the music is in, like – <laughs> a video game style loop like every three stanzas we just reset I'm I'm like I want to yell go into a dungeon or something like, please water level water right, level right. but here's the elevator at Hyrule Castle fantastic <laughs> God. The whole goddamn movie is the fucking elevator music at Hyrule Castle wow except for one yeah, extraordinary except for one. exception <laughs> You mean my new ringtone, of course. Yes. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, also, this is a Christian movie, so when he finishes slurping down things like a fucking H.P. Lovecraft demon, he goes, thank you, Jesus. And we're like, right, Christian movie. Good, good. Right. And now, all of a sudden, okay, so we're in a new scene, apparently, but it takes place in the same room, and the one character is still sitting in the same place, so we don't know that. So, apparently, the main character is back and sitting on the other side of the table now, but with no warning. So we just see the guy eating with the nobody there. And then all of a sudden the guy's there like, what the fuck? You used vulture magic. <laughs> and the poor guy's like, all my problems started when I moved too far away from the mic and nobody can hear me. <laughs> and he tells him the rest of his sad story. And by the way, the one time they don't flub the wardrobe inconsistency is the lime green leisure suit. Yeah, yeah right. That was that was the hill he died on. He was like, two <laughs> scenes with the leisure suit, or I will not do this movie. Well, I think he's literally the Nigerian Wizard of Oz, and all of a sudden the green suit makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. He's about yeah. to grant some stuff. Looks good in the Emerald City, I'm sure. So, yeah, so what we're trying to learn in this scene, I guess, is that uh, this guy's had it very bad, just in sort of a general sense. And I wrote in my notes here, oh, my God, I can hear the cameraman pushing buttons on the camera. <laughs> That's exactly what we're listening to. So uh, uh, apparently good guy is going to give him some money. Right. Well, first he tells him the sob story. His landlord gave him an ultimatum. He's going to get kicked out of his house. And the, before he gives him the money, he goes, quote, your story is very is a very sad one, but it's not so bad. And I was like, dick. Dick move. <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to believe this character starving since last night. And he's yeah. just like, hey, man, it's not that bad. I mean, don't fuck around. <laughs> and I want to point out, too, that, okay, while they're having this, you know, it's not that bad conversation, the music suddenly cuts in out of nowhere and very violently. And it's it's drowning out the dialogue. Yeah. And I wrote like at this point, I wrote, Eli did this to me on purpose. He knows. <laughs> he knows. I wrote music note. The couple in this Korean soap opera are going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote happy endings or a hundred dollars extra. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Or whatever. And, it, I don't know how much it is. No. It is. Yeah. So like, that's what I hear Probably from, extra, from friends. Um, and so then they bring in a, a, a few bags of clothes for the, for the guy's family. And, and the maid says, this is a bag of some food and drinks for your family and drinks and drinks. Cause she hands him a striped cup. That is supposed to be oh, food oh. and drinks for him and his family. I see. She's just like, here, here's a solo cup. That is food and drinks for your family. No, you just need two girls and you're all set. It's 0% full. Be happy. <laughs> Optimist. And, oh, God, I just can't even describe how fucked up the sound is. Like, imagine 
that you the, the the soundtrack was being played on a slightly warped record that just skipped back to the same spot every th- 30 seconds or a so. A slightly <laughs> warped record that was printed by a blind guy. Like Daredevil, they were like, here, quick, you need to stop the Punisher, print this record. And he was like, fuck, am I getting it? And they were like, eh? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, it's impossible to overstate how bad this, like the wife at this point, she starts saying something, but her voice, she kind of looks away from the camera. So her voice just fades to silence, but the scene keeps going and everybody keeps responding to what she's not saying and everything. So, uh, whoo, yeah, yeah. Amazing. And, uh, then an evil reverse symbol later and we're back to <laughs> Holy evil shit. horror guy. What the fuck was that noise? I literally grabbed for my secret knife spot for a second. Like, <laughs> I really did. I really grabbed my secret. I thought like Bangladesh finally found us in Veldasta. We're oh, big trouble. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> now I have to say. Gonna be on Raw Story. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be a star. Now I, I, I have to say this is by far my favorite non-title track related moment in this movie because what we're getting we're getting evil witch man and he's thinking to himself <laughs> yeah and basically <laughs> the acting note he was given for this scene is don't worry inner monologue and outer monologue are the same things cuz he's making the weird every thought that's being read as voiceover. He's just making the weirdest, most exaggerated, unrelated face ever. So it's like, I need to become chief of the community. Look like someone's shoving a lemon up your ass. I sure do love my wife. Close your eyes and blow your lips together. Go just nothing. None of the faces match the thoughts, but they're exaggerated. It's like a weird backwards minstrel show that you watched upside down on acid (laughs) i wanted so bad for somebody to fuck with him and the vo just says like i really hope they make major league four (laughs) fuck you man hats for bats was genius he improvised that (laughs) and okay so first of all he's He's inner monologuing the same shit we already heard in the holding my own head scene and then reiterated in the going to bed scene um, <laughs> about how he has to do a lot of evil every month. But he's decided within this inner monologue that the key to that, to keep, the key to doing all the evil he wants to do is to become the chief of the village. Yeah. So then his son walks in and he tells the son exactly what he just inner monologued verbatim. <laughs> yeah. Ex- verbatim. <laughs> yes. And this, I, I was like, which part of the audience weren't there for the first part of this scene? <laughs> <laughs> also, his son replies to the plan with, that sounds like a nice one. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Um, Sorry, one other thing uh, on this moment. Um, This guy, the evil bat, Pedro Serrano, he has a giant hipster beard coming out of both of his ears. It's amazing how much ear hair he had. His ears might as well be wearing suspenders and like pickling a radish and making (laughs) shitty beer in their basement. There should be two people in his ears who make artisanal salt. (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. Also, and this is, again, very small note, but just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with here, the son that came in, he doesn't exit the way he's supposed, he's supposed to go back out the way he comes in very clearly, so they almost run into each other, and he's like, no, no, I need to get something from outside, and he walks out, and then sunlight just drowns out the entire scene while the door's open, <laughs> Yeah, and then he leaves, and again, it's like, yeah, no, we're keeping it, we're keeping it. Edward's rolling over in his grave right now. Okay, and then we get... 
the fucking vultures of horror. Can we just play it? <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just we take get... a moment to listen to this because <laughs> this is the music that comes up for the following scene. And that will be the between scenes music from here on out. Yes, this is from the time that Dead Mouse and the Vultures of Horror collaborated. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Lady Smith, Black Bombazo, T Pain, and Daft Punk finally got together. <laughs> The next Oysterhead supergroup, oh fantastic. Oh my god, when that first came up in the movie and I wasn't expecting that, my cum came. It turned out you can have a tiny little, my cum splurted out and they were like jerking off their little tails and they managed to get it off before they hit the ground. I had an orgasm within an orgasm, simultaneous multiples. I loved that so much. Oh, and they're, the whole scene is just, Dinner's good. You're a good cook. Whoever marries you will be very lucky. This is the Satan worshippers. This yes, is the conversation. Yes. If you're wondering, hey, do the Satan worshippers in this movie talk about like the devil and evil and demons? No, they do not. What the Satan worshippers in this movie talk about is like, hmm, it's good. It's good. It's pretty good spaghetti. What spices are in this? <laughs> But not in a good, like, Tarantino-y way or anything. It's just like, this is good food. Yes, this is good food. Who made this food? Your sister made this food. Sister, this is good food. Thank you for saying my food is good. We really, we get that for like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, this, they're supposed, this is the the bad guys, but this family could not look less evil. They're all like beaming like Eddie Murphy pretending to be an African guy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Also, is that racist? Is it's a compliment? I'm saying they don't look evil, but I feel <laughs> racist. No, I, think, I think you're good. Also, I have to point this out. My next note is: Oh my god, that scream in the background wasn't part of the movie. No, yeah, we all have it in our notes. We <laughs> all do have a version <laughs> yeah. of someone screamed in the background. <laughs> And that's just... Yeah, but they were crushing it in that scene, so they kept rolling. They weren't going to fucking lose that. Whatever. It's like, I believe that that food is good. We can't afford yeah. to do it again. Also, by the way, this whole movie shoot must be distracting to the plumber fixing a squeaky faucet next to the oh, microphone. Oh, what the fuck That guy must that? be pissed, because they called him in, and there's a whole movie I feel thing. like it was a two-for-one. He was like, yeah, I'll fix your faucet, and then I'll do this FGM to this lady. I mean, she's going to scream oh, during God. the filming. You guys don't mind, right? And they're like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> Holy shit. They won't let her talk at any universities in the United States anyways. Go for it. I, <laughs> I honestly thought at this point that like the, 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 the generator that was keeping the camera going was being powered by a squeaky bicycle or something. Just a mouse on a wheel. There's, there's honestly through the, in, this entire scene in the background, there's just unrelated to anything that's going on. Oh, holy shit. Okay. And, and, and then. And now the dad, when the, once they get done talking about how good the daughter's cooking is, the dad is going to tell the family about the thing that he told the son about the thing that we listened to him in her monologue about. This is the lady that swallowed the fly of fucking screenplays. <laughs> and within it, here's an actual line. The mom says, no one has assumed that position, so it would be good for us if you assumed that position. <laughs> yeah. And this, the daughter who was just like, yeah, you like my casserole goes, Oh, I would be able to do so much evil if you were <laughs> <laughs> Which, 
speaking of continuity guy who I assume killed his killed himself after this movie <laughs> or was maybe hacked to death halfway through. She we camera cuts to her saying, "Oh man, I can't wait for you to be chief because I get to do evil." Then cuts back to him, and he's just holding a feather duster, which we're never going to acknowledge. He just this character from the rest of the movie will just be holding a feather duster. <laughs> well, I also well, love he uses too. it later. There's a reason. Oh for right, it. yeah, he yeah. No, it, we'll it, it becomes. We'll get there. It's, it's an important, it's important plot point. Music now, note for this scene: the more you know about evil well that's that's <laughs> what i love so much about this is that they don't bother it's just people who worship the vultures of or, of horror do a lot of evil so they keep talking about mm, that was some good evil how about that evil we did yesterday <laughs> the, the, the here's an uh, again actual lines the dad says to the daughter you heard me continue to do evil <laughs> to which the brother says Evil. That's key. Yeah, yeah. Like between bites, he's like, "Yeah, evil. That's key. That's key. <laughs> yeah, that's evil. Right. Nefarious. Reprobate. Pernicious. Indeed. Pernicious. Oh. Reprobate. Bad." <laughs> oh shit! All right. So quick, while I update every personalizable sound in my life to the Vultures of Horror song, we're going to take a quick break. But before we go, let me give Act Three the hard sell. Will the vultures towards whenever the breaking falsely shows the frigate? Can austerity jumble forth on the width of understanding? Will to fortune power seem in liver shower parking? Find out the answers to these questions in barbecue when syphilis engineering busy of vultures of horror. I'm sorry, but that's the kind of dialogue I'm dealing with with this fucking movie. That's as close as I can get, guys. Okay, Brian, thanks so much for coming in, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, you sound like you were just waking up on the phone just now. You did remember that today is the day we're recording the, the Vultures of Horror music, right? I, you have the whole movie scored out, right? Yeah, of course. A, totally, yeah. Of course. Day. Okay, well, uh, why don't we start with the Vultures of Horror theme songs? So, what, what do you have for that? Yeah, so, so I was thinking something like, like, mm Vultures, mm Vultures. And then I could be like, all right, I'm going I'm to stop you right there. You didn't write anything at all, did you? Yes, yeah, I did. I wrote that. It took a long time to write that thing. That it, It's going to sound great. You got to trust me. I haven't done the voice yet, but it's going to be great. <sighs> okay, all right. Well, why don't we switch gears here to some of the music for, you know, for when there's like background action. Right, background action. Yeah, of course, totally. Um, yeah, there's 60 minutes to this movie. You, you do have background music, right? Like a... Yeah, of course, I do, but I want you to appreciate it, so close your eyes. Okay. Okay. Um, that's just you playing Game Boy. That's N Tetris. I, no, I know that. No, I'm playing it. I'm playing a flute. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I didn't actually close my eyes. You are very clearly holding a Game Boy. Yeah, no, this, the, oh, you should, you were supposed to, but this is a weird shaped flute. Oh, really? Play, it's a, it's a shaped oh, flute? Play can, one, can play one note on it. One note. Nope. Not a note. <laughs> And we're back for more of this insanity, and apparently you can feel free to forget everything that happened up until now, because none of it will ever come back in <laughs> any way whatsoever. So for this new, completely unrelated third of the film, we're going to start with Evil Brother number two, washing clothes in a bucket. 
Right. On the porch. And if you're wondering, man, what's the main conversation of these Satanists who have power over vultures of evil going to be about? <laughs> it's mostly going to be about finding a job and girlfriend problems. So <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just a casual conversation about whether to continue murdering children every month or get an office job <laughs> like you have on the front porch yeah, next, exactly. next to the traffic that I can hear. On the one hand, <laughs> the screams of the innocent. On the other hand, 401k. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. And here's the conflict, by the way. Evil Brother One is saying like, I just feel like, you know, you're going to get a real job and dad's getting older. I'm going to end up killing these kids myself. It's gonna be a whole <laughs> My friends are still going to be, you know, satanic murderers and yours going to be all Yuppie-ish. <laughs> You're gonna move to the suburbs. I'll keep murdering kids. Also, music here. note for this scene. This speaker salesman is trying to get me to leave the store. <laughs> <laughs> I love the music so much. I love everything about this movie so much. And someone is literally honking over their dialogue and they don't reshoot. No. no. It's like somebody's <laughs> honking at the not. cameraman, like, get out of my way. <laughs> We just keep running. And now, evil brother number two, we cut to a scene where he's chatting with his, with his lady friend. I call him Fat Wesley Snipes, if it helps. Okay. All right. That, that's good. That's good. I like it. So we see a couple of women walking down the trash lined, chicken filled streets of, of Nigeria and he stops them. And I love his, his line. He goes, where are you damsels going to? Like that's awesome. I would totally fuck that guy after that yeah. line. That would work. That would have worked for me. And by the way, during the scene, the audio is is brutal. It, it actually oh, got worse. So bad. They they managed to use the audio from the wrong source in both directions within five seconds. <laughs> yeah. It was like wide shot, close up audio, close up shot, wide audio is cutting back and forth, but slightly off time every time they try it. It was crazy. Well, also, and I don't mean to get too technical here in the uh, in the sound department, but there's no such thing as wide audio. You don't <laughs> right. shoot when the cut when the shot cuts from further back. You don't suddenly hear them from further back that's not how it's supposed to work. is this was they did they use one of those underwater mics so you can hear the saw of a whale like they had a discount thing at bnh they were just like well i mean are you filming underwater let's say yes are you filming underwater so. yes <laughs> so uh the gist of this scene is that his girlfriend who is by the way talk standing entirely in shadow she's right next to the sun but for some reason they film her entirely in shadow is breaking up with him she's a woman she has diverse needs if you don't want to pay attention to this scene don't worry you're going to see it again in about two minutes <laughs> and also some kid clearly ran past their producers and snuck into the shot yep. several times very much oh scene. yes it's awesome and her way of breaking up with him by the way is to say i'm bounce out of this relationship yeah again i thought that was pretty cool yeah. I, was, I, I like the way they talk uh yeah. there are chickens <laughs> in the background by the way music note for this scene k-pop to play at grandma's funeral <laughs> right <laughs> also i've got uh you could literally put the microphone on a mechanical bull and get less rattle than you get when the girlfriend's <laughs> friend starts talking oh my god here i'm gonna do my impression if you don't mind of the girlfriend's friend talking <laughs> Stand clear of the closing doors, please. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> oh, shit. 
And then we get montage of sadness. Right. So it literally cuts to Satan worshiper crossfading of him. Like the <laughs> actor didn't know how to cry. So they were like, look, itchy, bored. <laughs> <laughs> There's, is that a spider? No, it's just dust. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be a montage of sadness because the background noise is a sad remix of the Vultures of Horror. A techno song it's like fortress of horror baby girl but it's not uh, it's and then we just watch the scene that we just saw again. in case you were wondering yeah. what he was sad about so uh yeah you guys remember two minutes ago no don't worry there's a five minute montage yeah, about it does that make any it's, sense? No. It's I. It was so long. I half expected the flash up back to go all the way until he started flashing back. <laughs> right. Also, my music note here is: uh, English is my first language, and I'm perfectly fluent. But I never learned any of the words in this particular song. Right. So these are just noises to me. But I am fluent. Music note: Fuck! I need to buy some health pots in this shop. Yeah, right, right. God, Jesus, we all have so many Zelda-related music notes in this thing. I've got like three more. And then, of course, the the brother, the other evil brother comes in uh, to talk to him about Starving his girl Marvin. problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's like, you look down. Is that about murdering children every no, month? No, no, Actually, no, no, and it's no. not. It's not. Actually, what he says is, you look like someone whose world has crumbled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, and- it's not the murdering. It's just, you know. Women, the economy, <laughs> kind of melancholy. Bitches be crazy. Um, yeah, and it's, and I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking, my God, did we switch movies at some point? Are we now watching a movie about this guy and his girlfriend? And apparently we are. And his brother has some advice, you know, as brothers are, are often want to give in situations like this. He's like, why don't you just use your Satan magic to control her mind, dude? <laughs> yeah, just make her fall in love with you. We're magical. We're murdering children for the magic. Fucking use it. Yeah. But he doesn't want to do that. He, his, his line is, I don't want her to love, or I'm sorry, I want her to love me without any voodoo manipulation. Mm. And, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> to which his brother replies, quote, no silly bitch is worth putting you for all these tormented moments. Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess that's Nigerian for bros before hoes. Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. much. At this yes. point in the movie, by the way, I wrote in my notes, I completely understand Einstein's theory of relativity. Like, it's very clear that the sitting on a stove was a little more elegant than watching Vultures of Horror, but I get it. I just want to say I get it because this movie is 57 minutes long and it felt like Lawrence of Arabia. Oh my god. <laughs> And then we cut to the uh, to the to the market to the plastic bag market for some characters that we don't know. Right. It's the but who is going to turn out to be? So it's a store. There are two stores, and they appear to mm-hmm. sell plastic bags and cake. I do the who knows? Yeah. <laughs> One of them is the wife of evil guy who was in Major League Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh, and she is not selling as well as the other woman. So we spend about 75 minutes of her saying, <laughs> she sold more than me. She must have sold 50. I only sold one. She must have sold 50. I only sold one. She must. And I was like, oh God, it's on loop. They left the camera on loop. It's this forever. 
<laughs> also, when we first got to this shot, okay, so what we're what we're watching when we first got to this shot is this woman we haven't met selling things in her shop, and in the background is the guy's wife, and he's she's staring angrily at the woman who's selling really well. But we don't know that, and she's way too far away to recognize. So I thought it was just somebody at the next market over going, I know that bitch ain't filming me. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing with that camera over there? But no, it turned out that was actually part of the movie that was supposed to be there. Also, the evil woman has this insane, like, speech habit where she goes, eh, eh. So she's like, today, eh, eh, assault, eh. She just does it 8,000 times while talking to herself in this scene. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And she will not do it in following scenes, by the way. And this is the only scene in which she has that word problem <laughs> right right it's a it's it's like a hiccup of an affectation i guess canadian nigerian yeah. so now we come <laughs> to the evil parents getting ready for bed and basically this is um what her telling the husband what just happened in the last scene Right. right. <laughs> right. Music note for this scene, by the way. Fuck, one of these calls the horse. Fuck, it's not a music class. I want to hit something with a sword. <laughs> I literally had, you could drain a lake in Zelda with this soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had, Bjork is warping straight to World 4. <laughs> and now she's got a peewit. I also had, the audio equipment is back. On that escalator. Because, <laughs> again, we hear the squeaky dryer going in the background here. But the gist of the scene here is that that evil dad is very mad that the lady next to his wife's shop is doing well and doesn't understand why she doesn't just use evil vulture magic to take care of it. Right. And they talk about voodoo curses like they're the PTA. She's yeah. like, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to curse that lady with the vultures of horror. And he's like, yeah, do what you want to do. And it's like, well, I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted to know how you felt. Well, I feel fine. All right, fine. Good. I will curse her with the vultures of horror. Also, this is this is the evil warlock guy and his, his wife. And I just wrote, I will forgive this entire movie if he double teams her with his disembodied head. <laughs> I will. Oh, but it doesn't happen. This entire movie is premises to porn with no porn. So mad. <laughs> right? So then, okay, again, this is so minor, but it's so fucking f hilarious. The two of them go to lay down to go to sleep. Now, it is very clearly the middle of the day. The lights are on. There are no pillows on the bed. The lady starts to get into the bed like the head of the bed was on the other side, and she changes her mind. I'm like, how can you fuck something like getting in bed up this bad? Seriously, a cannonball into the middle of the bed would have been more natural at this point. Jackknife. So now we cut... To three old men with Kane sitting on a bench. We have not met any of these characters, and we are going to spend approximately the entire rest of the movie <laughs> watching them talk. Yes, and this is waiting for Godot levels of repetitive <laughs> and confusing, but without all the good stuff. I mean, it's like, first of all, the scene starts off, we spend 50, I, I time this, 51 seconds establishing the fact that these three people are having a drink. Yeah. yeah. It's one guy just walks up and he's like, all right, let's all, let's all have a shot of Kahlua in these three pint glasses I carried here stacked up. Sit outside and have a coffee liqueur shot together well and also they're trying i guess they're trying to go for that sort of tarantino-y like we're not talking about the plot thing so instead they talk about completely unrelated shit these three people that we've never met well 
I mean, I don't know how you knew it was unrelated because they stopped speaking English for the majority of the scene. But <laughs> I, I was so proud of myself with how much of this, uh, <laughs> how much of this dialogue I was able to decipher. Was some of it? In- okay. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, the Mad Girl is back. Yep. That's great news for her family. Not great news because she, this movie, she only brings shame and sadness to her family. Well, according to one of the guys, yeah. yes, yeah. Now, again, I want to emphasize. We're listening to three characters we haven't met talking about other people we haven't met in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. That's what's going on. And and then I wrote, I'm not sure what those words were, but they were funny, apparently, because everyone laughs. Yep. <laughs> so eventually we realized that, okay, these guys are the village elders, and they're talking about who's going to be the chief. Now, if you recall from the inner monologue, the conversation immediately after that, and the scene immediately after that, the evil dad wants to be the chief. Yeah. So that's, I guess, why this seven-minute scene exists. Right. And they decide to give the position to Mr. Lucky. What? Well, yeah. Yes. That's uh, the they, name. I don't know who that is, but Mr. Lucky. That's who they choose. And for all we know, that's the bad guy. Yeah. We who have, knows? We have no fucking me. clue. It could genuinely be me <laughs> at this point in the film. Also, there's a fantastic moment. He goes... There's the one of the guys goes as elders of this community we must make sure right make sure like he just he pauses for eighty five minutes because he's forgotten his line so he's like we must uh, what's the word I want to say make sure and everyone else is like yeah sure yeah, keep yeah, it that sounds, great that sounds good that sounds good and also like okay again. During a single line from one guy, like they'll cut, like he'll be talking and then they'll cut to the reaction shot from the other two guys, but the audio changes to the audio they captured while those other two guys were nodding. And it's so bad that you think a different person started talking. It's so radically different as he's speaking that you're like, holy shit, was that the same guy? That the same line? Yeah. Oh, holy shit, it was. So yeah, then they spend another full minute endorsing Mr. Lucky. And then we cut to what apparently is the exciting conclusion. This is my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, it's so good. This is so fantastic. (laughs) So we start off with the lady who owned the other shop, you remember, that was doing uh, really well. And she's reading uh, on her front porch. Which is a blank room. Yeah. Well, yes. It's just a a soundstage. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then all of a sudden... (gasps) She hears a bird noise that was actually intended to be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a sound effect directly from Duck Hunt, the video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Followed by, we'll find out, graphics directly well, right, from Duck right. Hunt, the video game. when we see the vultures, it's not much better. I did expect the dog to come up and laugh at her. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now apparently the vultures of horror are flying above her. And then <laughs> two skeletons appear. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is, I shit you not, doing a pirouette. Yes. Not just spinning around, but doing a full-blown pirouette. Nothing more terrifying than a skeleton doing ballet. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, it's a good thing they showed me this in the preview, because if I go into that cold, it takes me out of the whole movie. <laughs> honestly. But Shit. So, Disbelief yeah. suspended. Good job. <laughs> so this, so now we get the because you know, apparently, if you recall, that preview at the beginning was a preview of this movie. So now we get the somersaulting through a puddle scene with the skeletons, and this lady's reaction. This is so amazing. <laughs> she sees vultures flying above her, breathing fire, and skeletons walking towards her, and she's like, 
Fuck, let me pour a tiny little bit of water into the cap of the water. Let me pour some of my Fanta out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and kind of slowly, like, yeah. to get it exact with the meniscus right, right. of her yeah, cap. exactly. While skeletons and demon birds are attacking her. <laughs> so she measures out precisely one cap full of Dasani. Like, tablespoon, teaspoon, which is <laughs> tablespoon? Fuck. And then she yells Jesus and throws the Dasani at him. And then the, the Jesus magic dissolves the skeleton... And that was the fucking, that was the big fight at the end. And, that was it. and it could not be more casual. It's like when you, no, it's like when your dog is in or a cat's in the wrong part of the house and you're like, no, get, 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 get in the back. No, get in the back. Cause you're going to fuck around with all the shit in here. No, no, come on. That's how she treats demon skeletons and vultures of danger or whatever they're called. Yeah. And they, they just like disintegrate to the, to the ground like the Koopa Troopa from the ghost house when you jump on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to come back, I'm sure. Um, so they shake first for a second though, so you know. Yeah, they give you some warning. Um, so now it's time for more overly gesticulated inner monologues from evil guy as he walks down the street with his evil uh, fry fr- swatter. French tickler. Yeah, yeah that, that's it. Very clearly yeah. French tickler. Yeah. <laughs> And he waves it at somebody's house that apparently he doesn't like their house. Was, yeah, was this the good guy's house? He was very angry that this house was being built. Yes. So he lights it on magic fire. He blows laser breath with at the house. Yeah, with magic fire <laughs> Which causes breath. one part of After Effects fire to go in <laughs> one window. And that's it on this otherwise perfect house. But hey, if you think that they're not going to go full with the... With the special effects here, let me tell you, you're wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then the exact same fire starts, the exact same fire starts in the other window. In, then, in unison, flames in unison. Yeah, right, Fantastic. right. And then you get the, do you, do you guys see the little, the embers, like the, the boards and stuff falling from the fire? Just there things falling yes. out. There's like a hammer flies out of the house. It's crazy. It wasn't falling off the house, of yeah. course, or anything. It was, it was just falling. And doesn't it seem like vultures could be handling this sort of like low level task work of like the, <laughs> Which terrorists? Well, no? see, now I was thinking the exact opposite. I'm like, well, if you have fire breath, why did you waste time with skeletons and shit on that lady? Yeah, maybe <laughs> just don't summon the vultures and do it yourself. Yeah, and right, right, uh, exactly. The vultures are union, and you know how it is. He doesn't want to get into it. <laughs> just vultures standing outside of a rising. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I want to emphasize because I get the feeling that as we draw this, uh, draw nearer to the close, that we might have some people sitting in the, in, in, at home sitting and thinking to themselves, you guys forgot to tell us the story. You, you never really gave us an idea of what was going on in this movie or why anyone was doing anything. So I want to mm, emphasize. So, so did the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we could have done about that. We could yeah. make one up if you'd like, if you're upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let us know. Like Thomas, uh, playing the video game with no quarters again or something like that. And and the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, I, it, it occurs to me as we're watching, and, and I should point out that we watched this this fake fire on this house for a solid four minutes or something. Yep. And as we're watching it, I'm like, huh, we just watched uh, the character set a house on fire, and we don't even know whose house it is or why he did it. They never bothered to give us any of that. And, and, and the movie is just basically going to end there. And nothing has been introduced. Nothing has been resolved. Nobody has been named. No conflict has been created. That's good. We'll, we'll give you a few uh, plot points in the Breakfast Club close. We'll give you like yeah, three things there that you go. We'll see what we can do. And as if this wasn't insane enough, now 
a, a lady that we've never met wakes up and it turns out that this was all her nightmare. <laughs> and she wakes up to a camera directly under her left breast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if that's the shot, it's her waking up. Oh, it's her all left tip. breast waking up. Yeah, it's, it's the boob sweat cam. Yes, right. Also, I love she tries to do the, um, you know, she's going to just to piss me off. She's going to do the whole like and then sit straight up out of her thing. But she's too a little too heavy for that. Yeah. So it takes her like six shots to rock enough momentum. To yeah, sit she's straight just up. like, eh, come on now. Come on, old girl. We can do it. It's like trying to tip a turtle. <laughs> Don't scare her. Don't scare her. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah, apparently the entire movie we just watched was her nightmare, which is, you know, honestly, that makes sense if it's a nightmare. Sure. Like, if that's something that I dreamed that I watched, with the exception of the audio, everything would make sense then. Right. Because it makes about as much sense as a nightmare. And she wakes her husband, who I think wasn't aware there was a movie going on. <laughs> she's like, satanic agents have invaded our land. And he's like, go to sleep. Fuck off. God, why is there a camera here? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> And he just goes back to sleep while she prays over him. Yeah, well, she says, like, we need to pray together. We need to pray. He's like, oh, you and your stupid fucking prayer. And finally, he's like, yeah, yeah, let's pray. And then he just goes to sleep. Goes to sleep. And she waves what appears to be a newspaper over him and is like, (laughs) Jesus, and says the craziest prayer ever. It's just like, Jesus, I know that you would protect us. But if you don't get a chance to, that's fine. Just like, shoot me a text and let me know you're not going to be there. Because I'm really only going to go if you're going to go. Like, I said yes on Facebook, but that's just so I would get notifications if the location changed. <laughs> it's fucking insane. And and then the movie is over? Yeah. To over. God be the glory. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and yeah. And then we get the credits. The, the the very first word in the credits is appreciation, and it's misspelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I quite liked <laughs> that. And uh, they also... Again, this is so, like they named, they listed the characters by names. We never learned anyone's name. No. You're not helping nope. us at all. Also, the, the credits changed color several times for no reason. Um, that, that was quite disturbing. Yeah. I imagine someone was like, Hey man, this whole movie looks like shit. You did a really bad job. And he was like, wait for it. And then the credits turned green and they were like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I thought they were going to be yellow. And. <laughs> now, okay, I, not to belabor this too much, but, you know, like I said, it's an hour-long movie. We have to fill a whole show. So I want to point this out. In the credits, you can check my math on this. They have 55 people listed as drummers. <laughs> I went back and counted that as literally true. There are 55 drummers and only 21 people listed as crew. And there is crossover. If you're wondering, <laughs> that, is there crossover between crew and drummers? Yes, there is. <laughs> right. That explains so much. It's like, well, he's not that good at sound, but man, he can really wail on those drums. Yeah, we'll just call him the sound man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be good with that. And apparently that's it. At at no time did any one scene relate to any other scene in a film-like way. And holy oh my shit, there are five more of these motherfuckers. Fantastic. I, you know, I, I, I gotta say, and I, and I messaged Eli the other day and I just told him, like, we can't do these in order because just anytime I'm feeling blue, anytime <laughs> I've just had a bad day, death in the family or whatever, we've just done, watched a really, really rough movie or something. I want to have another vultures of horror to treat myself to. I want to spread this out over a lifetime for a good reason. <laughs> this is my new scrubs go to sleep movie. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Now, 
obviously no rating system used to quantify films would suffice for this work of art, and I had to reach really deep into my analogy bag to come up with something that could possibly offer you the range that you would need at a time like this. So rather than ask you how many stars you would give this movie, I ask you this. If Vultures of Horror was a fight you had with a girlfriend, what fight would it be? <laughs> All right. Uh, this is like a, like a public Twitter fight about who gave who herpes. Like nobody <laughs> wins. Nobody wins. And you do it five more times. You have to make up five more stories. It's no good. <laughs> Bad for business. I'm going to go with a 4 a.m. You don't like my friend's blackout drunk fight. Oh, yes. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> I don't. Your friends are bitches. <laughs> right? You're not going to remember any of this anyway, so yeah. Bunch of whores. <laughs> no one dates Bethany because she's fat. That's why no one dates Bethany. <laughs> she's fucking fat. That's why. She's really funny. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Lie on your side. I don't want you to oh, break and head yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> And well, that's going to do it for our review of Vultures of Horror. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet, because even though this movie will never be topped, it still must be followed. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. The freedom of silence. And this is what Todd Starnes beats off to. Oh, yes. <laughs> In a post-religion being outlawed world, one man <laughs> is brave enough to talk about the Bible? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What it looks like we're into, yes. Even the, 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 this preview has been approved for all audience screens look cheap. This should be fun. Yeah. There, there's actually a SWAT team using explosives to prevent people from reading Bibles <laughs> in this, in this movie, apparently. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely predicting another ACLU magically becomes the bad guy with no explanation. Yeah. Right. Right. But no. This time I, they have ACLU torture chambers. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They're armed now. No, I love, cause the, the movie's going, they're like, all we get in the preview is this monologue going like, no, we can't read the Bible. First, they banned it from the schools. Then they banned it from all government buildings. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, really? You sure about that? I mean, ban it from the, or just, we're allowed to force people to read it anymore and agree with it. Hmm. Same thing, I guess. So with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 37 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among the ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes to this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Baby, come Vultures back. of Vultures of Horror. <laughs> Vultures of Horror, <laughs> The metal suits guy at Men's Warehouse continued crushing it. <laughs> Woman number three eventually found the address she was looking for. Someone, someone was or was not elected chief of some kind of thing. Who knows? <laughs> Vultures of horror. <laughs> mm -hmm. Vultures of horror. Vultures of horror. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit.
Uh, I'm sorry. It's about 97 degrees in this room, Eli. I apologize. If no you're problem. A Do you guys want to? Oh, we're about to take. Yeah, a we're almost. Not we're even almost slightly finished, exaggerating so. about the boob sweat. Go ahead. <laughs> so Heath, Pong I think one of the hard. Pong, oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't know you were giving me any <laughs> while I was going. <laughs> let, me, let me try again. Let me try again. This, <laughs> I'm gonna make this a little, <laughs> little bit tougher.